Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Braden Sprinton here alongside uh, Top Dog Chris Smith getting ready for another high school football podcast. Uh, sorry it's a little bit later in the week this week. I had some issues at my work. He had some issues at his work. We're dealing with a lot of stuff, uh, but we got it back and running. Uh, of course, uh, this of course will uh, be posted later on Thursday night. Hopefully you guys will be listening to it uh, Friday morning before you get ready for some high school football games. Chris, what's going on? What's going on, Braden? I'm happy to be back in the house here at Intercom. I'm excited to be back as well and uh, doing some high school football stuff, of course. Um, let's talk about uh, some games from last week. Uh, in particular, we can't make every podcast about uh, Cathedral Catholic. Last week we talked uh, in great deal about it. Um, I think because, especially since, look, it was a big win against Saguaro, and then going into Corona Centennial, we were like, hey, what if they win that game? That would be sweet. But uh, in the back of our minds, like, That'd be really difficult for them to win. Um, and then they go out and they beat Corona Centennial, 44-41. Uh, let's talk about this game. I know you're at that game. Uh, you called me. We were trying to give updates on, during our game at San Marcos Oceanside about the uh, thrilling finish uh, between Cathedral and Centennial. You were actually there, so you can actually inform us what happened in that game, what did you see, um, and uh, what did you see from the Dons as they now play the rest of the season out going through all the teams that they've played out of section. Uh, well, first and foremost, I gotta give shouts out to uh, DJ Ralph. I mean, I watched that kid since he was a sophomore when he played up at uh, El Camino when he played in the D1 championship against uh, Eastlake a couple years ago. Always been a, a leader, always been the guy, the go-to guy, wants the ball in his hands in uh, tough game situations. But he put that team, the Dons, on his back uh, last Friday night and single-handedly uh, won that game. I think he had four rushing touchdowns and two passing. Uh, 32 seconds left in the game. They take it right down on a quarterback sneak to win that game extremely physical game, probably the most physical game I've seen in San Diego High School football in the last five years. Uh, yeah, and it's it, the score was very high. It was a high-scoring game. Uh, Centennial came out throwing. They came out playing really hard. Very good football team. Uh, with the wins, uh, Cathedral's now three in the state, according to Cal Preps. They're now uh, nine in the country, according to Cal Preps. Uh, when you start throwing in the USA Today polls, they do the top 25 for the for the nation. You start throwing in the Max Preps polls, uh, they're around the 20 range. Uh, it seems kind of fair. I mean, they, they they beat a couple. They beat the best team in Arizona at the time, and they just beat the third best team in the state of California. So they're obviously well within the top 25 uh, in a national scale. Uh, not saying you know writing off the rest of the season, it, it's there's um, you know they're going to win the cha- state championship and nobody else has a chance. Um, but that's a very good accomplishment, not only for Cathedral Catholic, but how is excited I, I go through the standings and I go through the rankings, and it says like wherever spot I get to in the national rankings, it either says I see Western League. Right, and you think of San Diego, California, or it says Cathedral Catholic, San Diego, and the fact that we have a team that is that highly ranked in the national scheme of things. I mean, look at look over here. Look at we got the Max Preps website open. We got the scores. It says the top twenty-five. You're going through it. St. Francis Academy. Uh, you got um, Archbishop Hoban. I don't even know who those, those guys are. IMG Academy, uh, Katy, Texas, uh, Allen, Texas, Duncanville, uh, St. John Bosco, Modern Day Folsom, and you see Cathedral Catholic on that list. That's got to be pretty. As a, as a group of San Diegans and, and as a San Diego High School football fans, uh, you got to be excited when you see that. Absolutely, 100% agree. It, it's nice to see one of our teams nationally ranked. I mean, I think it gives credibility to the football community we have here in San Diego. Hats off to Sean Doyle and his coaching staff over there for getting these guys and not being afraid to go out there and play the big games. Um, huge win, I mean, obviously against Corona Centennial. I mean, if you look at that, just California alone, the only two people ahead of him are Bosco and Modern Day. Who are in their own right. I mean, league. I mean, even De La Salle's behind him now. So that's very, very impressive for the Cathedral football program to be that high ranked in the state. And obviously, again, in the, na- in the national rankings as well. Gives credibility to what we do here in San Diego. Uh, we got one in. Now let's start getting some other teams in, right? Let's start getting some more teams up there. It's going to take some time to build that up. And, and I'd love to see a day 
where the game of the week in San Diego is being nationally broadcasted. Yeah. You know, a league game like maybe Saints Cathedral, maybe uh, you know Saints uh, Helix, maybe a, a, a Tory Pines uh, taking on maybe an East Lake one day. You know, just throwing some teams out there that have usually done pretty well uh, to grow this high school football product in San Diego and put it on a national scale. So when you're thinking about high school football. Not only are you thinking about the Southern section, the Trinity League, you're thinking about Texas, you're thinking about Florida, but you got to think about, you know what, that those guys down in San Diego know how to play good football too. Well, you know, coming off the success we had last year, we had, what, three state champions, two state champions last year? You know, I think people in the state are starting to recognize, and now we're getting national recognition, so it's no surprise to me that we're starting to climb up that ranking. But, like you said, it, it'd be really great if, and I think there's been a transition in California. I mean, there used to be the city schools like Dorsey up in L.A. and some of those schools over there were getting a lot of hype and a lot of love. And I think we've taken a step forward now to establish ourselves here in San Diego as either the number two or number three city in the entire state of California when it comes to high school football. Absolutely. Let's let's get into some of the games uh, besides the Cathedral game uh, that were pretty good games. Uh, Madison at Gra- uh, Madison hosting Granite Hills. Uh, Granite Hills to me is a tweener top ten team. I, I, I think they're like they're right on the cusp. You can uh, some weeks I can have them maybe as high as eight. Some weeks I have them as low as fifteen. Um, they're kind of like right around the range of trying to crack into the top ten. They had a really uh, I, I think to me a first real tester for them in playing Madison. They lose by ten. Uh, they did rally back and they were in that game. Not only is that game uh, important for Granite Hills, but I think Madison, you know, coming into the season, um, you know, the, a, lot, a lot of people weren't as high on Madison. You know, lost a lot of linemen two years ago. Uh, you lose a guy like Keenan Christian uh, that's up in uh, at USC. Uh, they still got a lot of playmakers there. Uh, where do you see these two teams trending after this week, after a 39-29 win for Madison? Well, I see Madison going on the upswing. I think it's going to be uh, – Granite Hills is probably going to stay about the same. I think, that, like you said, this is the first time they've been tested. I think they'll bounce back from that loss. Um, just talking about that game specifically, you know, I had a chance to co- uh, talk to Madison's uh, defensive coordinator before last week's game, and I asked him, you know, what, what's your plan to uh, – to stop Justice McComb. That's right. <laughs> and he said, you know, man, there's a whole lot of praying going on this week. <laughs> With that said, uh, the two key interceptions in that game made the difference. And uh, the defense came to play. And I, that's how Madison pulled off that, that, in my opinion, an upset win. Um, I think that going to that game, most people had Granite Hills winning that game. But those two pick sixes really made a big difference. And a lot of the polls you see, at least in the top five, Cathedral Saints and Lincoln, all three teams in the Western League. I know the PPR has Cathedral Saints and Lincoln, uh, you know, one, two, three in their rankings. All of a sudden, Madison starts winning some games. you got four teams potentially out of five in the top ten. And that's not saying Point Loma's a poor team. I mean, they're good enough to beat a handful of teams as well. Let's let's move on to some other games that we're talking about last week. Uh, what about the Morse-Kearney game? Are you surprised by the outcome or are you not? Not at all. (laughs) I think we talked about this game last week, and I told you that Morris is going to come out and punch those guys in the mouth, and they did. Um, But here's the funny part. As physical as Morris plays and the offense they run, and and Tracy does a great job down there, I actually think a lack of a couple execution plays on Kearney's Park cost them that game. I think they had some unique opportunities to go out and really win that game and show everybody, hey, we're here, we're real, we're going to be a contender in Division Three. They just didn't quite get it done. Uh, am I surprised that Morris won? No, but I'm surprised it was actually that close. I actually thought Morris was going to do better. Morris wins uh, 28-25. I, I, I'm a little uh, surprised, not really. I know how good Morse is. I did have Kearney winning that game at the start of the season, uh, so I'm not uh, that upset, and I still think we're pretty good uh, later on in the season, Kearney and San Diego High. Of course, San Diego High continues to roll. They hammered El Cap. What is going on with El Cap? Um, you know, Oh, did we set too high of expectations for El Cap entering the season? I mean, we saw their line. Uh, we went to uh, we went to the uh, you know the top dog Madden shoot. Uh, we saw that they had the quarterback coming back for four year starter. Uh, they had some decent weapons. It looked like they're going to be able to put a nice little season together. Um, they haven't played. Uh, the easiest schedule in the world, at least for their standards, right? Uh, for a team that's like El Cap, they have played a very difficult schedule, opening up with Modern Day, playing Hilltop down to the wire. Now, of course, San Diego High. They're 0-3 right now, and uh, are, are you starting to freak out if you're an El Cap fan or if you're on the El Cap team, or are you just like, hey, man, we're playing a really tough schedule and it's going to battle test us for the rest of the year? Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, with that said, I'll say this. Um, they're the best 0-3 team in the county. To be completely candid, the problem is in the offseason, they, they lost one key player in uh, that wide receiver. I believe it was uh, Yokely. Mm-hmm. Yokely had, uh, was unfortunately, you see, you have declared him ineligible for the season, so he won't be playing with them. Um, that creates some, you know, offensive challenges when, when you're the offensive coordinator because you lose your number one outside threat. Now you got to move your running back to slot, slot back to running back. 
um, they haven't made the quite adjustments, and they don't have the the top guy to go out there and add the extra dimension. I think the offensive line is playing fantastic. I think the defense is playing better than what I expected them to play. Um, they're not a knockoff team. I'm not. Am I a little surprised they're zero three? No, only because of the teams they've had to play. With that said, I still think they're going to go out and make a run in the Grossmont Hills League. I still think they're going to make a run deep into the playoffs. Let's get to a, a couple more games here. Uh, El Cajon Valley is now 3-0. and They defeated Coronado 20-7. to uh, Coronado is struggling at this point. El Cajon Valley, they're, they're rolling right now. They definitely have a lot more wins than I thought they would have at this point and, in fact, in the season. So I tip my cap to El Cajon Valley having a really good start to their season. Absolutely, 100% agree. Uh, I think both of us had them either winning one or two games, and we thought that would be a great season for them. Yep. I don't think anybody would think they'd be where they are today. I think they're, what, 3-0? and They're 3-0. That, that's, that's surprising to me. Um, I know that they're really well coached out there, but the better part is these kids are buying into what the coaches are saying. And when you got to buy on a team, sometimes when everybody else thinks you're an underdog, you'll go out there, punch somebody in the mouth, and you just won't back down. So I think a lot of that is not necessarily maybe the athletes playing at a higher level, but also the coaches have gotten these kids really to buy into what they're doing out there. Let's talk about the game that uh, me and uh, Coach John Cantera did right here in 97 through the fan. Oceanside at San Marcos. Uh, I guess I'll explain it to you a little bit more than you, uh, you know, because you explained the Cathedral game to me. You were at the Dons game. I was at San Marcos between the Knights and the Oceanside Pirates. I, I, I thought San Marcos played around the caliber I thought they would play at. I think they're a very decent football team. They did make a couple mistakes. Um, you know, they weren't, I would say, as talented maybe as Oceanside was in terms of the threats of their weapons that they had. Of course, San Marcos missing their, you know, big key guy uh, out for the year. Um, but I, I was really so, I was really impressed with Kavika Tua, uh, the running back. I think he is a, uh, you know, once he gets in the open field, if it turns into a foot race, he's gone and he wins. Uh, he has some breakaway speed that uh, it's tough to find in a lot of high school football players. And uh, I, it's hard to see a guy on any team in San Diego that has the speed to run him down. I'm sure we can find some kids that also run track that are also really fast. And, of course, I don't really know every single kid in San Diego high school football. But uh, as of right now, of everybody I've seen, uh, Kavika Tua, I thought he did a, a great job. The other thing I thought was very interesting for Oceanside, Oceanside and San Marcos were really close, battling it out. Oceanside going five wide, going uh, you know doubles look. And then all of a sudden they started going a double tight end look. And they started to pound the ball with Kavika Tua, and that's when San Marcos could not stop Oceanside. Um, Oceanside got up to a huge lead, and then all of a sudden, they went back to the five wide. And all of a sudden, San Marcos started coming back and started making a comeback out of it. Um, Oceanside, they were well within, they, they were in control of that game, the majority of the game. And then all of a sudden, late in the game, they let San Marcos come back, whether it be penalties, whether it be um, you know not running out the clock, maybe going five wide, uh, what have you. San Marcos battled back. They're not as good as Oceanside. I think Oceanside's a pretty decent football team. I think they're really good. Uh, are they a top 10 team yet? I don't think so. I think they're right on the cusp. But it's good to see Oceanside on the trend up. Because going into Oceanside, where have they been the last five years? They're a team you're like, you look at Oceanside, it's not the same Oceanside. But now it looks like they're slowly starting their trend up. And we've talked about this a handful of times on our podcast. I wasn't necessarily impressed that they beat San Marcos, but the way that they looked and how they looked and the pieces that they had, I uh, I, I was uh, I, I liked the Pirates in that game. Well, I, I think Oceanside, like you said, is trending upwards. I think that program has turned the corner and they're starting to make uh, some headway moving forward. Um, with that said, I think there was a lot of mistakes, uh, play calling, some other issues that at San Marcos didn't play as well as I would have liked. Um, yeah, I even saw Jalen Banner back there, Wildcat, for a minute, which was kind of interesting to me. I mean, Emmett Brown's one of the up-and-coming t- up top quarterbacks in San Diego County, and to take the ball out of his hands and put in your, your star wide receiver slash DB, I, I don't know what's going on with some of the play calling over there at San Marcos. It looked a little desperate, if you ask me. They had a couple packages where they would run, uh, you know, the, the Wildcat look. There was a couple times, though, where, where, where Emmett Brown, he took some shots in that game He's been uh, where, he, where, he had, where he had to come out of the game um, for a couple plays here and there. So th- that was another time where they would go the Wildcat look. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think... You know, sometimes in in Coach John Cantera and myself, we talk about this on the broadcast, and and I find myself doing this sometimes too. You know, as a coach, but it's sometimes we out coach ourselves. Uh, we try to get too tricky. We try to like you know, same like picking coin tosses and and, and decisions to run stuff. And, and sometimes I get too tricky with you know some special teams things that I run and and I try to get fancy with stuff uh, where we out coach ourselves instead of just doing like you know there's a reason why these plays have worked for so many years in in not just high school sports but in football 
football in general, keep it simple. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of coaches, again, myself included, I'm not calling out coaches in general, and I know a, a lot of coaches will admit this themselves, we kind of out-coach ourselves in games, and, and, and I don't think it necessarily was the big cost for San Marcos, but I can see how um, you know you, the perception would be, like, what is he calling here? But sometimes maybe you think you got something, in reality you don't, and just try to keep it simple instead of trying to overthink things. 100% agree with that assessment. Yeah, nothing else to add to that. I got nothing else to add. To that. All right, you're just like I'm not. I'm not going down the coaches. I got yeah. enough coaches calling me all the time. Coaches yelling at me, <laughs> texting me. I mean, if you don't believe me, go look in Coach's Corner on Facebook, and you'll see all about that. San Augustine hammers Loyola. Uh, we won't get too into that game, but Olympian Tory Pines uh, will be the last game we talk about. We'll, we'll talk about this. Olympian Tory Pines. Tory Pines wins 10-7. Uh, San Clemente defeats LCC 13-12. When you see those two scores and you know about Torrey Pines and the games that they have played prior, Olympian, their games have played prior, LCC and San Clemente, what do those two scores tell you about the Avocado League? Uh, it's a down year for the Avocado League. That's Obviously, what you get out of it. 100%. I mean, San Clemente is what, 3-0, 4-0 against the Avocado League? They're 3-0 against the Avocado 3-0, League. 3-0 against the Avocado League. And then now they got to play, what, Lincoln Friday night? Which we'll talk about that game uh, coming up later. And so. the impact. Talk about you know the whole Western League Avocado League battle, right? Think about it. San Clemente's 3-0 against the Avocado League, and then Lincoln goes up there and beats him by like a touchdown or two. Mm. Mm, all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, what's going on? Um, so you think it's a down year for the Avocado League. I, I would agree with you to to a certain extent. Uh, I think Carlsbad and Mission Hills are the cream. Of, or that, that's the, I think that's the top level with those teams. I don't know. Do you have another team that would be better than those two? Those are the top two teams, I think, in that league. Well, I'll say this. I mean, you know, watching it on – watching film and watching these guys every week, I'll tell you, I think in the beginning of the season, I would have agreed with you, Carlsbad. I think Tori was around there, and then I saw, you know, Mission Hills coming up. Mission Hills hasn't sold me yet. And, I, you know, the more they I watch beat them, somebody like 52-7. to seven. Yeah, but I know it's still Edlin, not, I know it's Redlands East Valley, but really still. really not gelling together as a team. They're, they seemed a little unbalanced. I mean, you know, Jackson, Oxney, throwing the ball deep to Quentin. I mean, there were some things I, w- I guess I was expecting from them this year to – to be more consistent uh, and gel together as a team. I'm not 100% sold on them yet. Interestingly enough, I don't know that they beat Oceanside right now. Really? I mean, Oceanside seems to be more gelling as a team right now and kind of found their identity earlier, I think, than Mission Hills did. Right now, if I go look at the at the Avocado League, I'm probably going to say Oceanside, Torrey Pines, and Carlsbad are, are my leading candidates to, to win out. Really? Yep. I'm going to go with Carlsbad, Mission Hills, and then Oceanside. I don't really the, – the Torrey Pines game only beating Olympian 10-7 is concerning, and not because Olympian is bad, but Olympian gave up a 50-burger to Poway. And we watched Poway, and, and, and Poway's a really good football team, but like to think that like you know Poway all of a sudden would be this like – really great team in the avocado league is just kind of like wait you know you're giving me a look i'm giving you the same look it's like really um so that that one's concerning when i got out of you know those two scores i was i was setting you up i was seeing if you were going to go down this path with me or whatnot i think lcc might be better than people think and you give me that look but think about it this way san clemente hammered tory pines and I know I'm just judging this based on score differential, and who knows, San Clemente could have scored like eight touchdowns late and, and what have you. But the fact that LCC only lost by one point, that's a San Clemente, and San Clemente hammered Oceanside and Torrey Pines, all of a sudden, and, and the, other, the other thing is it's like, I think Vista's a good football team, uh, so the fact that that game is in overtime is not too concerning, and then we know how good Cathedral is, so it's like you can't really... To me, you don't really know how good LCC is, where it's curious to see uh, how they're going to do down the stretch. But I think them playing San Clemente close when nobody else in their league did, I think it's like, hey, maybe maybe LCC is like right around the 2-3 range of that Avocado League more than Torrey Pines and Oceanside are. Well, I'll give a little props out to their head coach. I think Silvacar does a great job up there at LCC. I think he was able to disguise some things against San Clemente and keep that game close. I think the kid, the guys in the Avocado League know Silvacar a little bit more than, than San Clemente does. I'm going to tip my hat to him and say he did a great job coaching that game. I don't know how that translates in the Avocado League when they play head-to-head. We're going to we're gonna watch this thing play out, and we'll get to our game picks in, in, in just a little bit. Of course, I I, I think, as we're on the Avocado League, Mission Hills, LC, or Mission Hills, Carlsbad this weekend, I think that's the Avocado League championship right now. I think it is because I think whoever wins that game is going to win out that league. I would agree. I mean, I think if Carlsbad goes in there and makes, you know, wins the game and they they come out with a hand, handy win, 
you pretty much got to see them as a the front runner. Uh, right. Mission Hills does, and I I think Mission Hills goes into this game as an underdog, but if they if they pull off an upset and they beat Carlsbad, I mean, arguably, are they in the conversation for the top five? I, I don't know. I mean, that that's going to be hard to say. I think they dropped early because for me, like I said, I'm not 100 percent convinced. If they come out and smack you know Carlsbad in the mouth this week. Do I got to reconsider that? Absolutely. I think the winner of that game is, is going to win that league. So we talked about the games last week. Let's get into our uh, our top ten here. Um, uh, what is the actual uh, top? I'm going to give you my vote. You'll give me my vote or your vote. And when we're looking over each other's votes, I'll give you what the UT actually said. So my vote was uh, Cathedral 1. I think we're in agreement there. I got St. Augustine 2. I got Carlsbad 3. Helix 4. Mission Hills 5. Steel Canyon 6. Uh, Lincoln 7. Madison 8. Grossmont 9. And Oceanside ten. So, despite what I said earlier, I actually voted for Oceanside in the in my top ten. Uh, we got most of the same teams. Um, I don't have Oceanside in my top ten yet. Um, I'll go through them. One at Cathedral, agree. Uh, two Saint Augustine, three Carlsbad, four Helix, five Lincoln, six Torrey Pines, seven Steel Canyon, eight Mission Hills, nine Grossmont, and ten. A newcomer to my top ten, Madison. All right, so we both have Madison in there. I, I think majority of the teams are pretty much the same. I, I always love getting these uh, the, the poll back um, that I get to vote in, and there's 31 other people in there. Uh, there's a couple ones that you know catch my eye. Uh, based on what has happened so far this year with the way the teams have played, who they've played, how what the scores are, what you have, who voted for Saints to be number one? Was that you? No, it was not me. You sure? I actually voted. I know I voted for Helix earlier, and I admitted it. But you got 30 people voting for Cathedral. They've just knocked off two teams nationally, and then you have Saints. And I'm not knocking Saints. I think they're a really good football team, but they have beaten Bonita Vista, Eastlake, who is 0-3, by the way, right now, and Loyola, who Loyola going into the game had a 19 rating, which is like kind of like middle of the pack here in San Diego. So if you look at that schedule and you look at Cathedral's schedule and what they did, how can you justify Saints being number one? Do you want to play that opposition? Do you want to give me a, a reason why someone would vote Saints one? Um, the only thing I can say, and, and this isn't – first of all, I don't agree with that, obviously. I don't think Saints I think we both don't agree. Team. But I guess – I, I, but we both agree Devil's that they're advocate. really – we're playing – as we agree that they're both a, they're a really good football team. Yes, they right? both are. Right? So Saints, we're not knocking Saints. We're yes. just going, why did yeah, somebody vote want, for Saints? I don't want that phone call from Kramer. Yeah, Kramer, right. We know. both we both uh, <laughs> uh, know, respect Saints and everything they do over um, there. They we think athletic. they have a good football team. I will say this. They are probably the most uh, overall fundamentally sound football team in San Diego. Um, they've got a great offensive line. they got two very dynamic quarterbacks. I think Angelo Peraza and Viva La Peraza. Is probably one of the uh, most underrated quarterbacks in San Diego. You got Sam Scave, you got Tyson McWilliams, you got Arm Baxter. I mean, on paper, Aaron Cardwell. Yeah, Byron Cardwell. You've got. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And they've got athletes on top of athletes on top of athletes. They probably got seven legitimate D one guys playing in that program right now. So it's not a surprise if you don't look at the schedule or strength of schedule, who they play or what they plan by. I could see at least one guy being that guy to say, you know what, I think Michigan's better than Oregon. I mean, Ohio State. But we all know Ohio State's better than Michigan. Yeah, maybe you just want to stand out so you can point out, like I did at the beginning of the season, hey, that one vote, yeah, that was me. I voted that one vote. Uh, I, did, I did not vote for Saints, though, uh, in this particular poll. Uh, going into the other day, I always think it's funny. It's like you got, um, again, not to knock San Pasquale or Scripps Ranch, but they got votes in the top ten. And what you're telling me is you're saying if Scripps Ranch or San Pasquale was in the Avocado League, they'd finish third. Yeah, that's not gonna. That's happen. not. I mean, think about it like that. I mean, it's like, yeah, I understand. You want to give the teams three and zero. Uh, you want to give them some love. That's fine. They look good, but it's like you got to start breaking it down. It's like, all right, well, if I go through the list here, uh, let's go. Th- just just go through the Western Avocado League. So you got, um, you know, Carlsbad's at five, Mission Hills at uh, seven, Torrey at eight, Oceanside at ten. So you're picking essentially. By the way, one of those teams would probably be out in your poll to put Scripps Ranch and San Pasquale. You're predicting that Scripps Ranch or San Pasquale, again, I'm not knocking those teams, would be third place in the Avocado League if they played in the Avocado League. 100% agree with you. Um, and, and mine's a little different. I mean, if you look at it, if you're a divi- to me it's, it's pretty simple. If you're a D3 team, that means there's 30 teams ahead of you that are better than you. Yes. Which means you have to knock off a, a Division One or a Division yes. Two team in Absolutely. order to even be in consideration for yes. the top 10. It's not like it used to be when you're on your enrollment size and you got like a D2 team, there's a D4 in there, you know, Cathedral's at D3 with Saints, and it's kind of evenly matched. It, it should be every week all D1 schools, unless, unless you got a situation like 
San Diego High, right? So San Diego High over the last like decade or so, up until like a couple years ago when Charles James took over, was atrocious. And they're down and they're working their way up. I can see how you would vote a team like San Diego High potentially in the top 10, right? Because it's a D3 school, but they play above the D3 level. Again, it's not based on every single year. They don't just reshuffle everything. It's a couple years. They factor in a lot of different things to determine the divisions. That would be my only case, but it's mostly like a D2 school that got bumped down because they weren't very good like three years ago, and now they're really good, and they could probably compete in the D1 level. Um, but I agree with you. Unless they beat some D1 schools, I'm not ranking them in my top 10. No, I mean, I 100% agree. I mean, a D3 school is not going to make my top 10 this year. I can tell you that. Even with San Diego High, as good as they are with Tank and, you know, Mo, J- Mo Jackson over there, love the guys, great team, great football team, great program. But they're not a D1 team. They're not in the top echelon. So you're not going to see a San Diego High in my top 10 this year. Even if they run the table, it's going to be very unlikely you're going to see a top team, top top D3 team in my top 10. And we got to reiterate, again, we're not saying these teams aren't good. It's just different. They're different levels. Just like in college football, if University of San Diego took on USC – USC would be favored by how many points? Yeah, it'd be like 80. It'd be ridiculous, right? right? USD is not a bad football team in their league. I mean, they're in the FCS. They're not a bad football team. They make the playoffs almost every year. They've won a couple national championships, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but then the only the only case the argument you would have would be like North Dakota State. You know, they can hang, but they beat D1 schools in front yeah, of absolutely. us. Absolutely. That's that's the difference, and that's what we're saying. Uh, we always have to reiterate. We got to make sure we're not we're not throwing shade and, at teams. We're still right? going to get the negative comments. Exactly. People are still chirp. <laughs> I mean, listen, it is what it is. I understand. That. Uh, you know where to find us both. Yeah, so let's get to the uh, the actual top 10. Uh, Cathedral 1, Saints 2, Helix 3, Lincoln 4, Carlsbad 5, Steel Canyon 6, Mission Hill 7, Torrey Pines 8, Grosmont 9, Oceanside 10. Um, are you surprised at all, aside from the fact that you voted something different and I voted something different? Not really. I mean, I could see how maybe some of the guys in the county don't get to see all these teams as often as they should. You know, maybe they got some, some prejudice about being in their own backyard. And sometimes, you know, sometimes they got to cover certain areas. They don't get to see other schools either. Right. So, no, I'm not that surprised. I think that for the majority, if you if you take a step back and you look at top 15 teams that are in San Diego, maybe the top 15 programs, they're pretty much all going to be the same. And we just got a couple of different, you know, this guy in one position here, this guy in a different position there. So, I'm not surprised, no. Do you want to get into some uh, some games this week? Let's go. Or do you want to get some shout-outs to some kids from last week? Uh how we could do some shout outs to some kids. You got First any shout outs for Oh, him? absolutely. Uh Xavier Z- Watson, DJ Ralph, them dudes up there. I guess they do now the name that everybody needs to remember, and, and I'm sorry that Paul Rudy butchered the kid's name, Amari Ie <laughs> on, on on uh the Prep Payskin report. Everybody needs to know his name's not really Amari. His name is Tank. Tank. His name is Tank. So don't get it twisted. Tank is gonna be tw- he actually as a freshman just got an offer to BYU. The mm-hmm. kid is an incredibly talented football player. He's one. He's one of the best youth guys coming out. Um, Got to give some shots out to Tank. Uh, we had four touchdowns as a freshman, two kickoff returns. Kid's a phenomenal athlete. Um, hats off to him. I think Charles James is learning how to use him in that offense, and he's going to be a real big mismatch for a lot of teams. I think he's going to get San Diego back into another championship. My shout-out would be to uh, Kavika Tua, who I brought up earlier. Uh, I thought he played a tremendous game, breakaway speed, had a lot of big runs. Uh, he was a big factor in why Oceanside won on Friday night against uh, San Marcos. Again, and then uh, it kind of sucks because I love the Modern Day guys so much uh, down there at Modern Day. Good, you know, good guys. They have given up in back-to-back weeks record-setting yardage. Ouch. As painful it is to say, they gave up to Grossmont. We did that game. Grossmont sets a record, and then think about it this way: think about how it's like you set a record, right? Tom Carlo and um, and uh, blinking on his name. I just saw him last week. Texler. Texler. So Texler's there too. So good offensive-minded guys. Yeah, they just set the CIF record right two weeks ago against Modern Day total offense and in, in a game, whatever it was. The very next week, it gets broken. Bishops gets like over 800 yards against Modern Day, That's and it's insane. a shootout of a Modern Day scores 42 points and they lose. If you score 42 points in a high school game, you should be winning that high yeah, school game. Absolutely, um, you know. But they got a lot of young guys. We we talked about this last week, uh, so kind of a shout out to those uh, two offensive programs. I I know uh, Jared Isidore will get those things turned around uh, at Modern Day, of course. But uh, what's going on down there? I mean, well, well let's. I want to talk about the uh, the Bishops' offense for a second. Tyler Buckner, I think he's what number two all time now in state. Yeah, like 768. And he missed all of last year. That's that's insane. 768 total yards of total offensive yards in one game. That's crazy. Like that's like playing Madden, being like you're the all pro team and you're playing like 
I'm playing NCAA. I got That's my team. Horrifying. I got my created team that I made 99 overall Listen, all the time, and make, I'm playing like Idaho. I don't mean to make Isidoro feel bad, but right. like put a finger in the dike. That thing was bleeding all over the field. I mean, you couldn't stop the kid. Unbelievable. Congratulations to uh, to him. He had a fantastic night. Texas Dad earlier this week and just said, Mr. Buckner, hey, congratulations. That was one heck of a performance. Absolutely. That's uh, off to you, Tyler. All right, so th- those are a couple of shout-outs. Let's, let's get into the, to the games this week, uh, starting with the um, – what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the games that I got reporters working on? you want to go with the top ten? you want to go with the uh, other top games? You pick. Up to you. All right. Uh, let's go through. Um, l- let's go through. Uh, I'm going to go five games right now. Okay. okay. We're going to start with five games. San Diego High at Orange Glen. I think this is a very interesting matchup. Uh, you have two uh, state championship caliber teams of guys. Uh, one uh, definitely higher than the other. Orange Glen 1-1, one one, San Diego High 2-0. and oh. I think it's interest- interesting. I still think San Diego High probably wins this game. Uh, I think that's an understatement. I think Sam's going to blow this game out of the water. Uh, just coming after what they just did to El, El Cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, El Cap's going to have a lot bigger guys than Orange Glenn. I'm going to look at this, and I'm going to say they might put 60 on the board. How many does Orange Glenn score with Kale Patterson at running back? Uh, 21. 21. 60 to 21. How many touchdowns Mo Jackson have? Five. Five touchdowns for Mo Jackson. Five tubs. Damn, that's, put it right down. Right down. Right down. Five touchdowns. Right down the notes. Yeah. If he gets four, I'm calling you and making fun of you. Go ahead. I'm good with that. Matter of <laughs> fact, why don't you do it, make it better? Go on Twitter. Call me out. Chris, you said he was going to have five. He only got four. Mo I think, Jackson Mo, I think Mo would actually like that. He'd get a good laugh out of Mo that. Mo Jackson. We don't, hopefully Mo listens to this after the game. We don't want to like psych him out and think Mo, he's got to go Mo, get five I, touchdowns. I, I need you to get five for me. You got him on your fantasy team? Hey, you know what I thought about that? You know, it's interesting you say that. You know, I got That's usually I a PPR joke hold halfway, hold like on. at least once an episode. I want to say this and say, you know, I want to come up with an app. <laughs> that would actually allow guys to play like a fantasy with picking high school kids and then put in their real stats. And I realized, you know, you might get in trouble for that because I think that's actually gambling. That Chris. is ga- that would be gambling, so, Chris. Yeah. That'd hey, be gambling you know on high schoolers. Hey, you know what, man? Like colleges dudes, don't have it. Some of these dudes are, are ballers, though, man. It's it's pretty. When you go out and score eight tubs, it's like, hey, you're a dude. Yeah, my Fandle team would be smoking right, right now if I have Mo Jackson. Come, oh, on, come on, you guys don't like that? High, come on, high school Fandle. What, what, it starts with high school. All of a sudden, it'll start going to, like, you'll be betting on Pop Warner games. Like, I got this kid on my fantasy team. I was oh, like, it's a disaster waiting to happen. All right, it's so we both though. agree we think San Diego High is going to win. Number 12 uh, in the San Diego uh, to uh, number 43, Orange Glen. Uh, that should just tell you what the uh, the matchup is right there. Script Ranch at Mira Mesa rivalry game. They're doing fun stuff at Chick-fil-A right now. Um, what's going on with this game? This game is intriguing because is Script Ranch the favorite in this game? All of a sudden, they're 3-0. and Mira Mesa's 1-2. They went back. On, they, they beat Mount Carmel. Um, you know, that's not a... Uh, I wouldn't say it's a... It's... It's not a bad win. I mean, it's a pretty good win. I mean, you got to win your it's first a game. game. They should win. It's a game they should win. All right. So, so where where do we got here? We got a Mira Mesa team that had a very tough schedule. They're one and two. We got a Script Ranch team that did not have a, that tough of a schedule. They're three and zero. Oh. We got them coming in studio tonight on the high school football show. Uh, how do you say? Do you think it's going to be a close game? Do you think it's going to be a, a good, fun rivalry game? You know, this is first of all, I got to give props out to Chick Fil A. I mean, I was up there and I saw what they did up there, and I thought it was pretty cool. Did they divide in, like Chick Fil A in half. Like, I got to go. Half of it is like you know the Scripps Ranch Falcons. The other half is the Mira Mesa Marauders. And I was there with Thompson. And I was there with Marlin. And it was a great atmosphere. I think it was great that they actually They're are doing like all back. week, aren't they? All week long. Tonight they actually had the pep rally. I think you'll see oh, that on, on the All Sports Report at eleven on KUSI. Simple plug. But um, <laughs> I plug my stuff all the time. So I'm sorry, well. I got to do it. But um, you know, here's the thing. I. I I love my Marauders. I do. Everybody knows I'm a big supporter of Chris Thompson, what he does over there. But we're young, and the quarterback. What do you mean we, dude? You ain't on the team. That's not your team, you know, dude. You went to Crawford. You'd be saying like, we. It's it, it's gonna be rough, but I will say that um, I got a chance to see Scripps and and Dirk is the real deal. Makai Shaw is the real deal. They got some ballers over there. I they think got some big is, tight ends. I think this is the uh, the year that unfortunately they're gonna come into Mira Mesa and. I think Scripps actually is going to win this game. I don't think it's going to be that close. I actually think it's going to be like 42-28. Really? Yeah. I, I correctly I picked this game last year. Scored down to the T. Congratulations. And I made I made Marlon upset because I was like, I said Mira Mesa was going to win by three touchdowns. They won 21 nothing last year. <laughs> and Marlon was – and I was sitting there, I was like, Coach, I was just – you know, just prediction. I'm yeah. not saying your team's bad. I do think Scripps – this is the year Scripps gets them. I think Scripps gets them this year. Um, you know, what what happens – all right, so let's, let's, let's play this out. What happens if I show up to the Mira Mesa Chick-fil-A tomorrow afternoon with all my Don stuff on? Uh, you're gonna order a chicken sandwich and you'll be escorted out the front door. <laughs> but I still get the chicken sandwich though. Yeah, you know, you know, might you want to check it because uh, 
I don't know what's going to be in that. Yeah, exactly. Actually. I'm just saying. Not well, that they I, would I, ever do that, but you never know. Well, how does it play out with it? It's, it's in Miramais. I mean, it's in the heart of the Mecca. Yes. Like, literally right across the street. No, it is. Yeah. I can't see a lot of Scripps Ranch people just rolling in there with their it Scripps Ranch. It did look kind of odd when I saw some of the Scripps Ranch kids right. over there. I'm like, I don't see you in this neighborhood. I mean, it's but. a great thing for Chick-fil-A to do, but it's almost like you got to do it if it's like right on the board of the 15 on Mira Mesa Boulevard, it'd like be right in that shopping like, center. It'd be better if it was like Boca de Beppo. Yeah. Which is like right Buc- there on the Philippi's. Philippi's right. on yeah, the Scripps Ranch right side. There, right? Maybe, Maybe Borden Brew. Yeah. Borden Brew. Something like that. Yeah, you know, what else they got over there? I'm starting to get our house. Yeah, deep. That's deep into Mira Mesa territory. It would have been better if they had one in Mira Mesa and then something else in Scripps. I agree. We 100%. have nothing. We have nothing good in Scripps. That's my little rant. I'm sorry. Well, so Republic a, House. Hey, I like they, Public House. They got a, a nice F45 over there. A what? F45. The gym. Uh, Stephen Cooper's gym. F45 over there. Where's that at? It's right there in Scripps. I go to so F- got, I, dude. I go to Fitness Quest Ten, bro. That that explains a lot. Whoa, dude. Firing shots at Durkin? <laughs> I need to throw that out there. Hey, I'm going to tell Durkin tonight. Hey, hey, hey he's t- training Melvin Coop. Gordon right now. Listen, he's telling Melvin Gordon. He's training uh, Golden Tate. Whatever. Hey, he trains you Drew Brees. You, dra- you name dropping now? Darren Sproles. Dang. Dude, what, dude, don't be going after the gym I've been going to since I was like 10. Okay. I digress. I, again, I'm on the script side. You're on the Mira Mesa side. It's fine. I we can talk it. some smack hey, for a rivalry to... game that really doesn't affect either of us. But I'm, I'm, I'm down. You just have to talk about, though. Exactly. I got script ranch. I do, too. 4 0. Script ranch 4 0. How about that? Script ranch 4 0. You're surprised? Not really with their schedule. No, me either. Absolutely not. Point and Loma. This is their year. If they don't do it, this is their, they're going to they're gonna get a great seed. They're going to go 8 and 2. You know, I, I have a feeling here right now. As I say this, maybe you can edit this later on and put like the chariots of theme, like chariots of fire theme over the background. It's this probably, is, it's probably this uh, is their year. Dude, we're an intercom product, dude. We can't be throwing in licensed stuff. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. Podcast. Podcast. Uh, okay. Legal stuff. All right. Uh, Point Loma at Rancho Bernardo as we digress. Number 26, Point Loma, taking on number 28, Rancho Bernardo again. Uh, the ratings court at Cal Preps. Both teams are 1 and 2. Pretty evenly matched uh, opponent right there. Game will be at Rancho Bernardo High School at 7 o'clock. Uh, hold on. Let me flip a coin real quick. And I'll take Point Loma in this game. Point Loma. Yep. Did you actually flip a coin, or were you going to pick them anyway? Does it matter? No. I just wanted to know. Oh. You no. taking Point Loma? I'll take Point Loma. All right. I'd, I'd I, take I Point Loma, Gil. too. I'll take Kate and Gil. You're just taking the City any League schools. Kid, well, listen, You're just taking the City kid, League schools. Any kid that's going to call me out on social media like that has got to earn a little bit of respect from me, so I'm going to go with Kate and Gil. <laughs> you heard it here first. Tell all your kids on your team. No, don't do that. To just call out Top Dog for everything. I got Point Loma as well. La Costa Cannon, El Camino. Is this intriguing to you, or is it not? I'm going to go upset here. I'm going to take El Camino. In this really? Game. Yep. Do you run the Dago football account? I do not. Because Dago football picked El Camino. Yeah, we won't talk about that. All right. Uh, I got LCC. I, I was riding high on By that. By the way, can, since you brought that up, the whole Dago football thing, can I put one thing to rest? Of everybody who's out here saying it and tweeting it and talking about it, for the record, Chris Smith, a.k.a. Top Dog, is not Dago football, okay? It's I, not me. Do you, have, you don't have notifications on your phone, do you? I do. For Twitter? Yes. Oh my God, that has to be buzzing nonstop. Mine? Yes. Nah, you'd be surprised. Really? I well, I don't have you. Hey, then you're either you're you're exaggerating. I'm losing my touch. Really? Yeah. Dude, After my we gotta get more. Got con- you gotta get you gotta get c- controversial. Well, I tried with the whole AB thing. But <laughs> nobody said they go bite on that man. There was oh, a couple man. guys that liked it, and when I said, you know, is AB still a genius? I think not. Oh man, I don't want to go down that road of Antonio. That Brown. is insane. All right, uh, I'm going to Lacoste again. You're going to El Camino. I'm going to El Camino. All right, can we put a burger on this one? A burger. Let's go burger, dude. It's San it's Diego, bro. Joint. We go. We go burritos. Go. Okay, I could a California burrito. That's fun. All right, of my where? of the winning cho- uh, the winner's choice. That's fair. I'll take it. I'm taking LCC. I Let's can't believe I just cats. I just can't. We we made a bet on Wait a, a North County game, dude. Wait a minute. You you bet you're like a cathedral don, and you're betting for LCC. That's I got like, a story to tell you off unethical. air why I'm betting LCC. That's unethical. I got a story to tell you off air. All right. Cathedral Catholic at Helix. Um, let's not pick this game. I'm doing this game. Me too. I'll be there. All right, sweet, dude. I'll be seeing you. Yep. Um, I think this game might be closer than people think. You want to know why? Sure. Number 34. His name is L. Elion Noah. That is why this game will be closer than you think. I know Cathedral has played some tough competition. I know they have played Centennial. I know they played Saguaro. I know they hammered La Casa Canyon. They have the best running back in the county in L. Elion Noah. Are, you're disagreeing with that? I don't know about you. I don't, listen. Who's better best than Elion Noah? Best football player in San Diego, I'd probably say Elion. Best running back, I still got to go with Springs over at, at Madison. He's the best running back overall. Sorry. That's I'd, just flip that. I'd flip that. Keontae player? Screen's a good football player. He's a hell of a good running back. He's a good football player. And when he puts his 
face mask in your chest, you land on your rear end. Uh, yeah, Elion Noah is small, but he might be. He is mighty. He is tough to bring down. That is going to be a problem. I mean, that is the one goal for any team that tries to play Elion Noah is he is tough to bring down. Here's the thing. But I don't think that's where Cathedral struggles. You know where I think they and struggle rallying in this the ball game? and tackling guys. Ah, uh, listen, listen. Delshawn Trailer. Listen, I'll tell you what. If you really look at this this matchup, what scares me about this game for El- for Cathedral is this could be a trap game for them. To be a hundred percent honest, I think they might be looking a little past it. The cover three that they run is it scares me because if they go RPO with that fast running with that fast quarterback and he gets out to the edge and he puts it up in the air with the six foot four wide receiver over there, J- Jahari Hill against. Corners that scares me. You just called out Deshaun Swafford, bro. No, not Swafford. You said corner. About, Matt Bryant. I mean, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. T- take it for what you want. I'm just saying. Those are the two corners. That is a mismatch up. That that's a mismatch. And if I know that coaching staff over there at Helix, which I think I do pretty well, they're in the film room. They're not going to roll over for Cathedral. They're not impressed with the name on the front of the jersey. They're not impressed with the fact that you're the number three team in the state. They're not impressed with that you're nationally ranked. You're coming into their house, and I'll tell you one thing I know about that program. Nobody comes into their house and makes them pay rent. Well, they did back in uh, 2009. I was, yeah, we're in 2019. I'm just saying. Um, Cathedral, does never. they will never overlook Helix. Helix is their number one priority each and every year. You might think it's Saints, you might think it's Torrey Pines, but the team that they want to beat the most out of every single year, and I think it's the same for Helix, is uh, Helix. That's the deal. They got a lot of East County ex-coaches on their uh, on their staff, a lot of guys that played in the East County, and guess what? That game every single year is circled on their calendar. It's Helix. Why? Because Helix is Helix, and that's who Cathedral wants to beat. And I know for a fact, same thing goes for Helix. They want to beat Cathedral, and it's turned into a pretty good rivalry. Helix currently has the series 7-6 to six in the 13 times that they have played each other, including playoffs. Uh, I, liked, I like this series. It's a fun series. I've talked to both Robbie Owens and Coach Sean Doyle, and they both said, as long as I'm coaching at this school, we will be playing that school. Um, and I think that should be the, the way it is. I, I, and it's different. It's a fun rivalry game, but there's mutual respect on both sides. Both sides respect each other. It never turns into a fight. There's always love after, after the game, regardless. Um, you know, During the game, is it, phys- is it fast? Is it physical? Is this a good football game? Always. Uh, are there blowouts every once in a while? Yeah, but the most part, the game's pretty close. It's going to be a physical game. I know a lot of people on different podcasts and different things are picking Cathedral by multiple touchdowns. I think it's going to be a one-score game. I, I would actually agree with that. You're probably too young to remember this, but uh, when Notre Dame went down to Miami to play what they call Crooks versus Convicts, I think it was the Catholics the versus Catholics Convicts. Catholics versus Convicts, man. Come on, dude. That, that's that. what this game is every year. Every single year. You've got the, the private Catholic school that comes to the best charter high school in San Diego, California, and they play really hard. This is this is that type of game. Um, it is very physical. absolutely agree. Um these are both the top – they're in the top five programs every year in San Diego. So this is one you circle on the calendar. Nobody wants to miss. If you want to see some good football t- uh, this weekend on Friday night, come down to uh, Helix Charter, go down to the stadium, and watch a really, really good football game. Or listen to it on the Radio.com app. We'll be broadcasting this game. Uh, myself and Coach John Cantera on 97 Through the Fan, the Radio.com app, and on the website, 97 Through the Fan, SD.com. Of course, download that Radio.com app and be sure to check out all the podcasts here. we got Gwen and Chris. they got their podcast, Ben and Woods. Of course, our high school football podcast is on there. Plus, every Thursday night, uh, high school football show is on there. We're going to start posting the games, I think, on there as well. Radio.com app. Download it now. If you don't have it yet, Please download it and uh, start listening. we got tons of high school stuff. How many podcasts have we done? We've done a handful already. They're all backloaded. They're all on there. Go check it out. Go check out the articles we have. We have a lot of high school football coverage. Radio.com app. That is my uh, quick promo as we uh, continue here on the uh, on the uh, high school football podcast. Any other games that stick out to you? I got another one. Vista at Morse. What do you think about that game? I'll tell you Morse. I think they're too fast, too physical. What do you think you about what? that game? That's all I'll, I- tell you, I'll tell you um, Cunningham. Cunningham is a special kid. That is one heck of a special athlete. I talked to Verlaine Batofe this week. He just said, Chris, that dude is the real deal. And Verlaine's seen a lot of guys. He's worked with, you know, Kenny Christian. He's worked with Shamara. He's, he says straight up, this kid's up there with, with them and might even be better than them at some, at some levels. Um, he's a game changer. doesn't matter if he's playing quarterback. doesn't matter if he's playing corner. He could pick six, take you one back to the house. He's always flying around. Then you got Hicks over there. Um, I like Desmond Tua, obviously, up there. They got some... Great defense at, at Vista, but I don't think they've been they've been tested with two dynamic athletes with an offense like this before. So I think Morris is going to go three and or two and zero, oh, three and zero. Oh. Is they two and zero? Oh? No, they're two and zero. Oh. They beat Morris Patrick. will be three and one. Yeah, 
Uh, no, they didn't lose yet. Who did they lose to? I think they lost. I have no, it written down no, that they, they were lost they again. were a by by week one. Let's uh, and look. Then it up. They they beat Patrick Henry, and then last week they beat Kearney. So they're two and zero. Let's find it. Pretty sure they're two and zero. I think they're. I'm not. I'm not doubting you. Oh, they're two and zero. There you go. Yeah, I think you're doubting. Me. I had two and one at Vista as well. That's why I'm the top dog, and, and you're Braden Supreme. Well, dude, easy, bro. I call the games. I don't pick them all the time. Uh, the other game I wanted to throw your way, um, Valhalla at Hilltop. That'll be the last one we oh, talked about. That's a homer pick, man. I know why you're giving me that game because you want to take credit for that running back over there that you found. Or Hilltop being three and zero. Yeah, well, I I gotta say this. What's that? This is this is my message to Hilltop. I picked them to go eight and two. I had them losing their first two games. So now, if they lose any other game, they prove me wrong, which stinks because they proved me wrong earlier by winning those two games. So now, uh, based on what I have going on throughout the rest of the year, they should be ten and zero. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Braden Supreme logic at this best. They should be ten and zero now because okay. they no, they I, I, they I, won the two games that I thought they were going to lose. I do think they're going to win this game uh, simply because uh, can they stop Baker? It's not going to matter. I'm just going to tell you right now. It's so not you, they just got they just got to slow him down. No, it's going to be a shootout, and it's going to be forty nine forty two. It's going to be a shootout. Neither defense is going to show up to play this week, and you're going to have probably 500, maybe 600 yards of total offense in that game. And I think that Marco Key is a difference maker in that game. He's you know top two in the in the county right now in receiving, and I don't. And Jaden's doing a great job getting him the ball. And of course, you got you know former SDSU quarterback and uh, Drew Wesling calling plays over there. So <laughs> it's not going to happen. I'm going to take a hilltop in this game, 49-42. I don't think it's going to get that high. Because I think Valhalla knows. Well, they should know. They run the ball, right? They yeah. got one of the best running backs, in, in uh, or at least a guy that's going to be tough to bring down. Why not limit the possessions in the game, especially when you're playing a team like Hilltop that goes go, 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 throw, 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 and just try to burn some clock and run it with your best back? And I think that's because you're an experienced coach that you would do that. I think these guys are going to get sucked <laughs> into a shootout. And don't ever get sucked into the shootout. Don't play. Don't play to your opponent's game. And I, I'll be honest. Don't even running the ball. Listen, I'm, I'm not sold that Hilltop can stop the run. If that big running back hits the outside, that was outside. So backers. it's going to be a shootout. Valhalla is going to try to limit possessions, and yeah. they're just going to rip off huge runs, big runs, big. That kid might run for 200 this week. So whoever's got the ball last is going to win that game. Or a turnover. Or a turnover. Ball over, you know? it, it, they fumbling? And, Valhalla you know, fumble? This game's at Hilltop, right? It's at Hilltop. I, that's why I say home field advantage in high school. Got to give it to the home team. Now, there's uh, last one for you. Madison, Palos Verdes. Palos Verdes defeated Mission Hills earlier uh, this season. If Madison wins that game, how, how big is that for the Western League? Or is, is it bigger for the Western League that Madison wins that game or more of a hit to the Avocado League? So, I'm going to go on record and say this right now, Okay. If Madison beats Palo Verde, who Palo Verde beat Mission Hills, Mission Hills, and Lincoln beats beat San, San Clemente, so both of those things. I have don't want to hear anything for the rest of this season from anybody in the Avocado League. What about the Grossmont Hills League? You accept those? I, I'll take those. I'll take those as but, well. But Avocado, you can you can go on Twitter and you can go hashtag <laughs> sleeping on us because I will be sleep on the Avocado League. If you lose both of those games, that proves without a shadow of a doubt that this year the Western League is better than the Avocado League. With that said, I do think Madison is going to win this game. I think they're going to take a lot of momentum they had last week after beating Granite Hills. I think that defense and defensive coordinator is keeping them in games, and I think it's going to be they're going to hold their opponents and wait for a mistake, and I think they're going to win this game. I think that Madison wins this game 28-21 late in the fourth quarter on another pick six. They lost uh, up there but a decent uh, margin. I uh, think that chippy, did they not? Yeah, and they, oh, they, they get things like really weird. Races, yeah, there right. Was some really bad stuff. So is this happened. is this a game that Madison's looking this forward is to? Payback. Yeah. Now you in our house. I like that. Nobody comes to San Diego and wins. Nobody. Well, I'll always pick the San Diego team over everybody else. I'm San Diego United first. I'm I'm in on San Diego as well. Um, Orange Lutheran came in here and beat Cathedral like forty nine nothing like two years ago. But you know there's there's flaws. <laughs> there's flaws in the system. We don't talk about that. Uh, what's the game you're looking forward to most? I know we picked a handful of them. We talked about a lot in the top ten. Um, besides the Cathedral Helix game, that's the uh, obvious game that you're going to in the uh, you know game of the week. Two top three teams. That is a game I'm interested in seeing. I mean, you got any other ones? I, that's it. That, that's, that's it. All I've been that's thinking it. about all week long is you know. Listen, I'm a big Elian Noah fan. I, I I've been with that kid since he was in youth football. You know, was there when his brother was there, and it was cool to see him and his brother play together. Um, I think the great no, the Noah family is probably one of the best high school football families in San Diego. When he talks about overall talent, they got another one in Puka that's coming up there next. He's playing freshman ball over there, Helix. With that said, I mean this is this is his last run. 
you know, this is Elion's last chance to beat the Dons again. And I wouldn't miss this game, to be honest with you. Uh, I have deep, strong ties to that family. And uh, I, I think I've seen pretty much every big game of, of the Noah family's career. Um, and I just wouldn't miss the game. With that said, uh, I'm interested to see how Devin Dye, Jordan Allen, uh, you know, Jackson Moy, how that defense tries to stop this kid. I'm interested to see how Deshaun Swafford plays. I uh, love that kid as well. Um, a lot of these kids I've watched grow up since they were in youth football. So um, that's the game for me that, that is a little emotional this week because it's the last time I get dude, to see some of these you guys keep go going, against you keep each going, other. You keep doing emotional games, dude. You had the point. You had the Patrick Henry opener yeah. Uh, yeah. against Moores, and you got this game. Oh, look, he's tearing up right now. Oh, he's getting shit. excited for he's getting excited for high school football on Friday Let's night. Let's go! Let's go! We talking uh, about football, B. We talking about football. Don's win uh, the freshman game today, twenty-one twenty. Ooh, interesting! That's interesting, yeah, especially after they lost seventy-seven to seven to J. Sarah Catholic. How the ago. kid? Uh, what King Thomas do? I have no idea. I just got the score. That's all. That's I got. it. That's all. I got. You see the game? No, dude, dude, you're top dog. You're top. You should be telling me. That you're top dog, dude. I got a lot of dudes. See him play. I can't wait. Just good. All right. Just Sounds good. good. I'm excited for this week. You're excited for this weekend. Uh, got any headlines for me on Monday? What's going to happen after this weekend? Uh, I think you're. I think Carlsbad is actually going to drop out of the top three if they lose in Mission Hills. So don't say if. I need a headline. What happens this weekend? Your headline Man, on you, Monday. You're going to put me on Carlsbad. Yeah, dude. Okay. Let's go. What you got? Mission Hills moves into the top five by beating Carlsbad. Score. Fifty-two fourteen. Whoa. You said they weren't clicking. That's that's a headline, yeah. That is a headline right there. We're going to end it right there. He is Top Dog Chris Smith. I'm Brad Sprint. Thanks again for joining us on the High School Football Podcast. Again, download the Radio.com app. You can listen to high school football games live every Friday night. We have in-call updates, by the way. we got updates. Uh, Adam Paul will be giving us updates from the game that he's out in the East County. Uh, we got Drew Cal up in the North County. He'll be at Mission Hills Carlsbad on Friday, giving us updates during our game. And, of course, down in the South Bay, Luke Ramirez will be giving us updates as well, and be sure to listen to uh, all of our other podcasts on 97 Through the Fan on demand on the uh, website 97ThroughTheFanSD.com and of course on the Radio.com app. Subscribe to our podcast page, 97.3 On Demand on the Radio.com app, on iTunes, wherever you may find podcasts. Please subscribe to us and you'll never miss another high school football podcast or a Thursday night high school football show with myself and Coach John Cantera. So for Chris Smith, Top Dog, I'm Braden Sopranit. See you guys uh, after fun week four. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.